Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his Monday expert, Mr. Greg Dickerson. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. How are you today? I'm doing very well. I have been so looking forward to this discussion this morning. Uh, one of my other experts is a gentleman in the mortgage industry, Matt, the mortgage guy. And he shared with me on Friday that the 30-year mortgage average, right, the blended average, was now 4.03% as of last week. And you and I know what that means. We're going to find out, is 4% the number that we really run into a wall? So uh, I thought we should talk about it because, again, 4% is the number you've been talking about for six or nine months or so. Uh, so what could people start to see, you think? So the market's going to start slowing down. Sales will start slowing down. You'll see buyers pulling out of the market for two reasons, mainly affordability. Mm -hmm. So prices were already up now with interest rates up. That increases payments, which decreases how much house they can afford. So buyers will get frustrated. You'll start to see not overnight, not today, not tomorrow. Right. But as rates persist and continue to increase, inventory levels will build up, buyers will step out of the market and prices will eventually start to correct and come down. So we're just at the beginning stages of it. We're already starting to see certain markets where it's already starting to take effect and, yeah. and uh, it doesn't take long. It, it starts to happen. The higher the rates go, the faster, the quicker you'll see the correction. Yeah. And I've actually collected some numbers on this because again, to catch everybody up again, Greg has his own playlist uh, on the channel. I've often said it's 5%. He's been very, uh, he's right a lot. Uh, he's been talking about 4%. So I've actually collected I'm some I'm wrong numbers. a lot too, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens. We take a shot. That's what I like. That's what I like. Uh, but this came from the National Association of Home Builders. They did a report that said for every quarter point move up, right, we basically moved up a full point. So that's four. The market loses 1.3 million borrowers, Right. So again, that's that's affordability. That is, I used to get a yes answer. Now I get a no answer. Right. I can't my debt to income and all these things. So it's it's coming. I think the rates have increased so fast. It is shocking. Uh, I think there are some, yeah, and I, you know, and, and on the flip side of that, for every quarter point rate hike, you know, values of, of affordable values, of what people can afford uh, drops by probably, you know, five to, you know, well, probably, I guess about probably about three or 4%, mm -hmm. you know, what I used to say is for every 1% interest rates rise, it drops the value of a house by 10% or the uh, value of what somebody can afford by around 10%. Okay. So it'd be about two and a half percent, just rough math. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. It's, it's going to be very interesting. I've, again, this is the, the one area where you and I disagree because I think we've had abnormally low rates, but man, prices are up crazy. So maybe, I mean, again, you could definitely be right. I think there's a couple well, of rates are abnormally low, but you got to understand who the borrower is and mm -hmm. what they're used to. Mm -hmm. So borrowers yeah, today are true. not used to anything over 3%. They, You're right. You know, people that are buying now, they haven't seen rates over 3%. Uh, and you got to remember going back to 2008-9, interest rate policy was set at zero, basically, and they didn't raise rates until 2015. Mm -hmm. And then rates only, you know, Fed rates only hit 2%, two and a quarter before they started backing up. Yeah. So people haven't experienced what you and I have, which are, you know, five, six, 7%. And then you go back beyond that when mm -hmm. rates were really high, but we've been sub 5% since probably yeah. 2000. I'd have to go and look probably 2003 or four, somewhere around there. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's 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 certainly uh, we may have had one dip blip up in like eighteen or something, but yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah you're so right. Four percent for those people—that's yeah. high. Yeah, you know, for people that are 
you know, millennials and, you know, younger generation that just doesn't know any different. And for you and me, it's like phenomenal, but it affects your affordability. It affects what you can buy and it's frustrating borrowers. And, uh, and it's also refinance. So it affects the economy because people can't refi because their values are going to change. They can't afford, you know, the payments on, on what it would represent now. So a lot of people aren't refining, which normally, you know, pumps money into the economy and stimulates and things like that. So it's, it's a reverberating effect as interest rates rise. Yeah, no question. So again, tying in with Matt, the mortgage guy's videos, he, we both estimate that refi demand is going to fall 75% for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, over 62% of loans have been originated in the last two years. That's either a purchase or a refi. That's an amazing statistic. There's just not a lot of room, right? You got a 2%, you're not going to really go out and, and, you know, go get a 4% on purpose, right? So yeah, the refi demand is going to take, suck a lot of equity or a lot of cash out of the system. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. But back to the 4%, where I want people to realize you can start watching right now, right? I tell everybody have a buy box, daily discipline, learn your market. What I would tell people to look for is, one, have you seen houses come back on the market, right? They went pending and they came back. This is why you have to track. This is something I did all the time because I was never the highest bidder. Yeah. So let's talk about what you're saying right there. So those are deals that are falling through because interest rates rise and they can no longer afford it. So that's, that's a big one to track. Exactly. Yeah. There could be lots of reasons, inspections, but yes, you could safely assume that lots of people backing out today or escrows failing or whatever you want to call it. It's because they can't afford it. So you could start tracking you, you see a house that you like, I don't know, 319 grand, it's gone for three weeks and it comes back that borrower probably couldn't afford the new loan because it wasn't locked, right? You haven't locked your rate and the rates go up a third, you're in trouble. Uh, the other thing to watch for, and again, I saw this, I talked about it on my daily financial news, Greg. I don't know about where you are, but we haven't had an open house in my neighborhood in about 18 months. We still had sales, stuff still got sold, but it did. we didn't have to have an open house, right? You throw it on the MLS, you get three offers, you take one, you're good. We had an open house on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm out walking my dogs going, oh my God, an open house, full on signs. I haven't seen one of those, Greg, in like 18 months. Again, could be a sign that you're right. 4% was the number. These are early signs I might be reaching, but they're out there. It's pretty crazy. Well, and and to be clear, so what I've said is behavior of buyers changes at 4%. It's a mental threshold. Correct. Affordability change, behavior changes, and that's the start of the correction. Five percent lights out. That's a full on, you Agreed. know, yeah, that's a full on crash in housing. Which you know what, 30 percent in values that would happen much more quickly. You would see instantly overnight mortgage. You know, the real estate market comes to a halt. Yeah, but the last time we saw something like this was 2018. Mm-hmm. And for anybody watching who was in the business 2018, 2019, you remember. Uh, you know, October, November, yes. December of 2018, when the Fed raised rates and mortgage rates went up, you know, real the real estate market kind of stopped overnight. It, it was it froze. creepy. It froze. People oh, were yeah. like, what the heck, man? You know, I was busy, you know, last month. Now there's like nobody, you know, buying or selling houses. It's just like the whole real estate market came to a halt, yes. a screeching halt. And uh, I don't think we're going to see that right this minute because no, the inventory levels are way different now than they were back then. But again, people's behavior is changing. Then when you add inflation on top of it, they're already feeling pressure in other areas that's affecting their income and affordability. So people are less likely to, you know, take on a higher mortgage right now, 
you know, if they're renting and a mortgage is a couple hundred bucks a month more than what their rent is, mm -hmm. they're not going to do it because they've already lost that due to inflation. Yeah, folks. So again, what, what we teach, what we talk about at one rental at a time, please track your buy box. You got to look every day. It's only 10 or 20 minutes. Track it. You are going to look for signs that your buy box is changing. A lot of times we talk about national numbers because I'm talking about a national audience, a worldwide audience, but you must track your buy box, your area. You could be in a market that's still on fire. Maybe you still have a thousand people moving to your state every day or whatever the number is. You're not going to feel it like other areas. Track your buy box and especially look for those deals that come back. You're like, oh my God, one, two, three Main Street is back. Assume because the buyer didn't qualify. That is a safe assumption today. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. And it's all hyper-local. You know, a lot of markets where people are moving are still uh, under a lot of pressure and rates haven't really affected things there so much, but it'll, yeah. it'll take a little bit of time. And the higher it gets, the more it'll affect even oh. the red hot markets. Yeah, it, it is... Uh, it doesn't impact all markets at the same speed and efficiency, but when it gets high enough, they will all feel the pain. Uh, and again, I think, like you said, I think 5% lights out, transactions stop. Uh, we, I, again, you're right, 2018 Q4, which October, November, December, it was like a ghost town. I was talking to agents that had open houses like Saturday, Sunday open houses, which is not common in California. Usually it's one day. They had zero people come in. I mean, like, you don't even have neighbors come over and look at the house. That's how bad it was in 18. It was pretty crazy. So Greg, any other closing thoughts on this? Cause we are over 4% and I think going higher from here. Yeah, probably, you know, especially given what the fed has to do to fight inflation. So arguably rates should go up. Treasury yields should go up. Uh, so we'll see, you know, it's, it's, uh, like you said, you got to be paying attention every day. If you're out there investing, it's going to affect your cash flow. If you're looking to buy a home, it's going to affect value. So it's it's a double-edged sword. It'll be good for buyers at some point once sellers come around. And the first sellers to come around quicker builders. So if you're looking for a deal, watch new home builders and their inventory because they will uh, cut prices to get rid of inventory if they see a correction in the market coming. So that's usually what leads a correction oh. is home builders cutting prices to get rid of inventory. Yeah, it's a very wise advice. It will be the builders because mom and pop will always think their house is special and they should get more than their neighbors. They are the last to cut. Uh, so you need to watch that. So Greg, where can people find you? Yeah, gregdickerson.com. All my info is there. Go check it out. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.